Blog Talk Radio. Who now listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio Show? 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 Who now listening to Wealthy Sisters Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, sponsored by Wealthy Sisters Media Group, Group, where we proudly promote positive people. You can visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at www.wealthysistersmedia, that's S-I-S-T-A-S, wealthysistersmedia.com. Here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, we believe in connecting business with people, stories, and music, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to provide you that dynamic listener with inspiration, encouragement, and that practical knowledge that you can apply to your business and to your life right now for that positive impact. And second, we must provide that platform to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is another awesome Tuesday. Yes, tantalizing, teasing Tuesday, shall we say. Time to go and get it Tuesday, May 6, 2014, and there are a lot of ex- exciting things that are happening. We are so excited. This is a great time to be alive. And, you know, we are here every week at the same time. That's Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, our new show date and our new show time. Thank you so much for following us here on Tuesdays and as we celebrate. Yes, indeed. Thank you for being here with us as we celebrate five years coming up next month, and we owe it all to you, all to you. Yes, five years. Can you believe it? we got to give a round of applause for that. And, I mean, I'm telling you, just to think back to when we started the show and just where we've been able to evolve and grow, it's just all because of you. And we thank you so much for tuning in every week and sending us messages and and, uh, and all of the love that you give us on a daily basis. So thank you so much for doing that as well. And, you know, as we say, we are here every week at the same time, but it's not just to be here as a routine. It's for a purpose. Um, as I mentioned, our purpose is a twofold purpose here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, and we want to make sure that you are plugging into this. This is for you. You know, as business owners, as business women, a lot of times, you know, we can be frustrated. It can be like you're all by yourself. You don't know the information. You want to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Well, this is the place for you to do that. So thank you so much for plugging in every week. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Tuesdays. Or guess what? You can download the show from our site. Yes, you can listen to all of our shows. Our library is 
library, like I said, almost five years of rich content for you at WealthySistersRadio.com. That's WealthySistersRadio.com. We also want to remind you that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Wealthy Sisters. You can download us on iTunes at Wealthy Sisters. And you know what? Guess what? We are giving away a free commercial. Yes, so, you know, we just had our our winners for this past month, uh, Natasha Brown-Lee and uh, Natisha, excuse me, Brown-Lee, and then we also had um, Pamela Smith-Evans who was a winner as well. So every month on the second Tuesday, which is next week, we give two commercials away um, to to our listeners. So what do you have to do? Just three simple things. You want to go ahead and get lined up for it. All you've got to do is follow us on Facebook. That's one. The second thing is follow us on Twitter, on the Wealthy Sisters, same place on Facebook. And the third thing is just go to WealthySistersRadio.com and join our mailing list. Three simple things. Join our mailing list at WealthySistersRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter at Wealthy Sisters and follow us on Facebook at Wealthy Sisters. And you will be eligible to enter into our contest for the free commercials. So to WealthySistersRadio.com and you can click on the free commercials for more details on that. And yes, 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 you know, uh, we're thrilled this this month and, and last month, we, you know, we just kicked off a lot of things and celebrating our, our fifth anniversary. We just can't stop talking about that enough. And uh, as we celebrate, we will be launching June 2nd, that's Monday, June 2nd, the WSMG Business Directory. That's right, the Wealthy Sisters Media Group Business Directory. So I want you right now to go to WSMG businessdirectory.com, bookmark that, join it. It's pre, pre-launch, only $19.99 for a lifetime membership. We have multiple categories that you can list your business in. It is just an awesome opportunity to expose yourself. And as we know, as business owners, you can never, ever, ever, ever get enough exposure. So it's only $19.99 in the pre-launch stage. So we've got a lot of people coming on board, excited about it. You want to be a part of that. Go to WSMG Business Directory. Now, that's Business Directory, WSMGBusinessDirectory.com. Now, you know, as we say, every week we are committed to bringing you that rich content, that awesome, awesome knowledge, and today it's not going to be any different. Yes, today we are talking about the steps women need to take to accumulate wealth. It's one thing to make the money because we're bringing home that bacon now. We're making money. We're doing great things. We're making great strides. But how do we accumulate wealth? And what is wealth accumulation? Well, today our very special guest is an expert at that. She's none other than Miss Mina Black. She's a financial planner and the owner of Wealth Essentials Money Management, which happens to be a full-service financial coaching and investment firm. Now, I want to let you know, She has a serious background with Merrill Lynch, spent several years there building and learning, and I'm telling you, she knows what she's talking about. So we're excited about having Mina on our show today. So you know what you need to do. Go and call everybody, text them, Facebook them, tweet them. Tell them to dial 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278 so that they can listen live or go to WealthySistersRadio.com and click on the banner that take you straight to the show. Now, you know, as we say, we have um, a new segment 
and I guess it's, we, we don't have to keep saying it's new. Now we've done it for a couple of weeks, but it is the question of the week. And, yes, yeah, so I know, again, as business owners, oftentimes we have questions, you know, what should I do? I'm getting started in business. You, you never know. So what we want to do is be able to serve and offer you not just the rich content, but to be able to help you in your daily operations. So if you've got a question that you want to ask, I promise you, if I don't know it, although I've got over 25 years of business experience, if I don't know it, we will find an expert that does. So we want you to know that you can Always dial our hotline at 800-917-9435, extension 808, 800-917-9435, extension 808. Or you can send us an email at family at wealthysistersradio.com. That's family at wealthysistersradio.com. So our question of the week, (laughs) this is a funny question to me. Uh, it, it is from Marva from Flint, Michigan, and Marva says she listens to our show. Thank you. Yes, we got to give Marva a round of applause for that. Thank you, Marva, for tuning in to us here at Wealthy Sisters Radio. She says she listens to it every week. She subscribes to us there on iTunes. It comes right into her iTunes account, and she just wanted to know, you know, what, how long have I been in business? Okay. And and to name some of the businesses that I have owned, well, Marva, we don't have enough time to talk about that. But like I said, thank you so much for asking your question. And I have been in business over 25 years now. I've been an entrepreneur really longer than that. It's in my blood. My father was an entrepreneur. He passed away when I was six years old, and my mother Uh, did not want to work outside of the home. She wanted to continue to stay home with us. So she started an in-home daycare. So I've seen um, someone or my family or my parents, rather, working for themselves all their life. My mother had the nursery until I was about um, a senior in high school. And I always talk about my first my first business was when I was four years old, yes, in Georgia, in Atlanta, yes, indeed, picking up pine cones out of my neighbor's yard, and they would pay me. Yes, they would pay me to pick them up. Now, I realized I was only getting paid a dollar, and today, as we're talking about women and their money and how to accumulate wealth, I should have been charging them more than that. But that was really my first business. But I started uh, about 18 years old. I was a distributor with uh, Tupperware did very well with that. Uh, those were the days where I was slinging some Tupperware, and I started a cleaning business. So I've had two cleaning companies. Um, when I was married, my husband and I had a lawn service business. We were investors, owned real estate all around the Atlanta area, and I've had a lot of success. Uh, as we talked about last week, uh, I think one of the questions of the week before last, in the industry of network marketing, and uh, and then now, you know, as we are in our business today. So I've, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of different businesses. Uh, I've had a lot of great experiences, and uh, we, could, we could go on and on and on. So, Marva, I want to thank you for asking that question. And uh, she, I think the other thing she wanted to know, have I been afraid? Have I ever been afraid of anything? ever face fear. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean that's that's 
I think everyone, if we're truthful, we are, we are afraid. There's a lot of things that you um, really have to take into play when you're going into business for yourself. Everything can be a risk. But one thing I love to say is courage is doing things in the face of fear. So you're going to have fear. You're going to have doubt. But that's, again, why I say it's so important to tune in to our radio show here at Wealthy Sisters Radio. So want to stay plugged in every week, and we promise to provide you that great content to keep you inspired, motivated, but also to give you that practical knowledge that you need. So, again, thank you, Marva, for asking a question. And if you've got a question you'd like to ask and you want to hear it heard on a, or asked here on the show, you can send us an email at family at wealthysistersradio.com, family at wealthysistersradio.com, or leave us a shout-out or your question on our hotline at 800-917-9435, extension 808. So we are here live with our very special guest, Mina Black. We're going to take a short break and come back as we talk about those steps that women need to take to accumulate wealth. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Are you ready to plan the perfect group getaway? Be relaxed destinations can help. From family reunions and golf group getaways, to your next corporate conference or company retreat. At Be Relaxed Destinations, we specialize in luxury group travel planning for any occasion. So whether you're seeking a European shopping trip or a writing workshop, let us help you plan the perfect getaway. Visit www.berelaxeddestinations.com. Ladies, are you tired of searching for Mr. Right and need help cracking the man code? Do you really want to know what he thinks about dating, love, and romance? Are you wondering if the one you are with will ever fall in love with you? Then you need the Code Cracker, Jay Neville, relationship expert and life coach. Visit jneville.com. That's J-N-E-V-E-L-S dot com. jneville.com. Well, we are here live back on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to bring our very special guest on the line, Miss Mina Black. She is the founder and the creator of a full-service financial coaching and investment firm, and she's a financial advisor and spent many years at Merrill Lynch, and she's here today as our very special guest. Hello, Mina. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Hello, how are you? Fantastic. How are you today? I can't complain. Can't complain. Always good. blessed. Good, good. Glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes, and congratulations to you on all your success that you've experienced in your business. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, definitely. So, Mina, we know that uh, you you are on a mission to help women accumulate wealth, and we want to definitely talk, get into that subject today. It's a it's a hot topic. Uh, Twitter is jumping off. Facebook, a lot of feedback all over from our tweets about that subject. It's just such a great subject. Yes, and uh, but before we do that, we always say that we're a little nosy here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, so we like to kind of get the back. Ground because our audience, you know, Mina, they want to be able to relate. They like to say, oh, yeah, okay, if she did it, I can do it, or, oh, I grew up there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what led you on the path that you're on today? 
Absolutely. I'm more than happy to share. Um, one of my uh, goals in life is to obviously educate and teach as many women as possible about financial mm-hmm. literacy. Um, my, dad, uh, my dad's favorite saying is uh, it's not how much you make, it's how much you save. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I did not learn that lesson early on. <laughs> I was one of those <laughs> kids, especially in college, when years ago when the credit card companies were allowed to go on campus, and yes. if you free credit cards, I was one of those students that got the credit cards and spent up the wazoo. So when they <laughs> would come, I would get the credit card, and I would say, woohoo, and never even thinking about the, the, the thought of actually having to pay the money back. I understood right. the concept of credit cards, but I never understood the concept of actually having to pay it back. So I got myself into a lot of trouble when I was younger um, with the credit cards. But thankfully, I was able to get myself out of that um, just by education and essentially educating myself on what it, is, what it means to build wealth. And as a result of that, I actually found myself as, at Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor through years of training. I was able to not only help myself but also help thousands of others, um, everybody uh, from millionaires to non-millionaires, uh, essentially mm-hmm. figure out the best way to create their own wealth-building process and not having to compromise their current happiness in order to do that. So I was, uh, if there's a mistake that you can think of, a financial mistake, I assure you I've done it, <laughs> been there and done that. <laughs> and I, I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely um, possible to come up on the other side and come up really well on the other side as long as you're willing to put in a little work now so that you can uh-huh. enjoy it later on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, you have said a lot just in those few moments that you spoke, and uh, you know the, the the part of uh, you you've made all the mistakes, and and you know that's the big beauty of making mistakes, and and sometimes we don't even like to to call it a mistake. It's just life lessons, you know, here exactly. that teaches you, and that you know I'm sure played a huge role in as you mentioned uh, on your path that you're on today, you know, as well. Absolutely. I think one of the things, um, I'm not sure about most people, but I grew up in a household where financial literacy and financial education, we really didn't talk about money growing up. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I had to learn it at a much later age than most people, I think. Um, And Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for for the fact that I even learned it at all because you can go Mm -hmm. through your entire life not knowing how to be responsible with money. But I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to educate myself and really teach myself about financial education. Right, right. Well, you know, it's I, 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 from what, everything that I've gathered and conversations, I mean, like I said, this is a hot topic. We've had this conversation for a number of years, um, and, and that is one of the challenges, one of the problems. You know, it's not just your household. It's a lot of our households we weren't really taught about money and, and, and wealth accumulation. I mean, we, we, we knew how to get a job. We were taught that. Even in schools, they don't really educate on what money is. And just the fact that you mentioned back in those college days, I remember that. I mean, it was like paper was everywhere. You walk mm-hmm. in a book center, and those little, I know I'm dating myself. I know the kids who are listening to the show today, they're like, what papers? I mean, everything is coming online now. But they used to have those little mailers, and they were so colorful. Yep. And so you could yep. put your name and fill it out and send it back, and you would be so excited when that envelope would come back with a card, you know. And so that that was the extent of the education. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
I think most of us uh, growing up, we were taught to, you know, go to school, get an education, but financial, mm-hmm. uh, being responsible as far as being responsible with your money was not something, they, don't, they still don't teach that in most uh, school settings. So it's really mm-hmm. the onus is on us to teach ourselves as much as possible. And if you weren't taught that at home, unfortunately, you're kind of left out in the world by yourself to figure it out. Mm. Mhm 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 absolutely and when you think about um you know how we're educated in in what you're doing today now i noticed that you you also have a ba and you have a bs what were you studying uh, what path were you on before you know i know you said um your your experience led you to to become a financial advisor but what were your plans prior to coming a financial advisor, or did it relate I, to what you're doing? It, you know what? It actually did not. I I went to um, my undergrad. I have uh, two undergrad degrees, and I went mm-hmm. to undergrad, um, got those degrees with the intention of going to law school. So after mm-hmm. um, after I graduated, I decided to test out the waters to see whether or not really law school and the legal field really was for me. So what I ended up mm-hmm. doing was working as a paralegal for a couple of years. After doing mm-hmm. that for two years, I literally mm-hmm. realized that that path was just not for me um, in that mm-hmm. there was something that greater. I had a greater calling um, mm-hmm. for myself and for my life. And I realized looking around in my entire family, nobody knew anything about money. Nobody knew anything mm-hmm. about building wealth. And that's really mm-hmm. where I realized that I could be the most instrumental and the most useful to my family. That's where it really starts mm-hmm. from for me is how can I help my family? How can I help not just my immediate family, my extended family mm-hmm. as well? And how I could mm-hmm. do that, I realized, was essentially educating myself about personal finance and financial planning. So I, of course, mm-hmm. I did not start off with the intention of being a financial advisor. It just it, it came about as a result of the other career path and realizing that that path was not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's, that's not an uncommon story, and I'm sure you'll find that some of the things that you studied or some of the things that you learned – uh, as you were kind of testing the waters as a paralegal, you've been able to use or apply or or have something from that that helped you build um, your your clientele there at Merrill Lynch or even as you're building your business today. Have you found I, that to be true? I have. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I made while I was a paralegal, um, I bought a house when I was very young. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things they teach you is buy a house, save the money for the down payment, and buy the house. Right. Well, one of the biggest right. mistakes I ever made was I withdrew the money for the down payment from my 401K, which is a huge mm-hmm. no-no. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. only because mm-hmm. you're essentially losing out on the time value of the money that you are taking out, but you're also mm-hmm. losing out, excuse me, you're also losing out on the fact that you're going to pay taxes on whatever you mm-hmm. money, um, whatever money you've dropped, you've dropped. So I learned that very hard lesson, very young, <laughs> very young, mm-hmm. with the very mm-hmm. first purchase mm-hmm. at, at the legal firm. Um, and being surrounded by all of these attorneys really did help me realize that you know there's something greater, and you don't have mm-hmm. to settle for your current, uh, ex- your current existence, your current life. Um, I could have this much better life if I just apply myself and if I had learned. Um, I realized that. Economics and money really was at the root of everything, at the root mm-hmm. of everything. And if you don't know how to, it doesn't matter how much money you make, if you don't know how to manage that money, it's not gonna, you're, you're still always going to be behind and living paycheck to paycheck. So that was the mm-hmm. early lessons that I learned while um, as a paralegal. 
Right. And, you know, when you talk about the home ownership, you know, that, that question about building wealth, and there's a, there's a lot of people, a lot of financial advisors who say, you know, your home ownership is great, um, but it, as you mentioned, you know, it's a timing. It may not be just the way to build wealth. I mean, we, we all remember reading um, Robert Kiyosaki books about, you know, your home or whether you're having a home as rental property where that would be more of a wealth-building tool because there are expenses <laughs> that comes along when you get that house. You don't realize, oh, my gosh, <laughs> exactly. everything is doing that. <laughs> exactly. Most of us don't take that. Um, we grew up with the, uh, the American dream uh-huh. in mind, and part of the American uh-huh. dream is home ownership. So, oh, you know mm-hmm. what? Finish school, go buy a house, and then that's mm-hmm. it. Nobody ever talks to you about. Oh, you know what? Make sure you have um, additional uh, additional income and additional disposable income set aside because there's mm-hmm. going to be additional costs involved mm-hmm. in that home ownership, mm-hmm. especially the first few years maintenance costs mm-hmm. that most of us don't even think about. Um, all we think about is, you know what, great, I have the money for the down payment. Let me just go ahead and give that, mean, that money. And we end up being right. essentially house rich but cash poor. And then we end up struggling right. for, the, for a number of years trying to recoup the down payment that we lost, trying to figure out, okay, how did I get myself in this situation? You know, I did everything I'm supposed to do. I bought the house. I'm quote-unquote building wealth. Unfortunately, if right. you are, like many of us, if you bought a house within the last uh, probably 10 years or so, you probably right. end up you probably end up upside down, and you're not down. building well. You know, you're mm-hmm. not building well. So I think we all mm-hmm. fell into that trap of um, that old American dream. And I'm hoping most of us realize that there's a new American dream where it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You don't have to go the home ownership route. You can build mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. in other ways. Mm-hmm. And and we've had uh, tax experts, and we talk about that with business ownership. Um, you know, one of the things they talk about, the common rule or common thing, where you buy a home, you're going to save on your taxes. But, you know, what you save from that, you can have a business and have exactly. a, a home-based business and have a lot more tax advantages um, at your disposal there. So that's, that's great that um, you're educating uh, women in particular uh, about that. So, you know, if you just joined us, we're here live on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Our very special guest is Mina Black. She is a financial advisor, and uh, she's helping women all over the globe learn how to money uh, to manage their money. And uh, we're just going to take a short break. We'll come right back. And when we do that, I want to be able to get into more about, you know, what you do and how you support women and uh, and their money as well. Mm-hmm. And I also want to know, Mina, yeah, I've heard a lot of women say, uh, well, what's mine is mine, <laughs> and <laughs> what's his is ours. You know, when we talk about the couples, too. So we want to get into that. I had someone send me a, a message on that. So thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio. And our very special guest again today is Mina Black. Queen Anita Empire Online features luxurious African handmade healthy skin and body care products. From enhancing all-natural soaps, hair growth stimulating shampoos, to delicious healthy drinks, great for arthritis, we have an extensive inventory of more than 450 items to begin your natural journey to wellness. Visit QueenAnitaEmpireInc.com. That's QueenAnitaEmpireInc.com. Remember, QueenAnitaEmpireInc.com. 
three women are murdered every day. Around the world, at least one in three women has been or will be abused in her lifetime. It's time to change these statistics. Join Saving Promise, a national grassroots movement that's bringing about real change. Visit www.savingpromise.org to join our One Voice campaign and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Text My Promise to 20222 to make a $5 donation. We need your voice. Together we can live, thrive, and be free of domestic violence. Do you have a book that is ready to be published and you just don't know how? Does your company website need a facelift? Well, Wealthy Sisters Media Group is here to serve you. Publish your book and capture that brand new company look. Visit WealthySisters.com or call 800-917-9435 to take action today. We're now listening to Wealthy Sisters. We're not listening to Wealthy Sisters. We're not listening to Wealthy Sisters. Yes, we're live here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Our very special guest is Nina Black, and she is helping us teach women how to accumulate the wealth, the steps that we need to take. So, Miss Nina. Um, you started at Merrill Lynch. You built a career there. What what led you to come out or step out on your own? Was it something that um, you always knew you would do, or was it a particular incident? What helped you with that transition? Well, I, I think I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I worked at Merrill for about eight years. Um, for eight years at Merrill, I started off. Um, working as an assistant, um, and I did that for two years. And after two years of working very closely with one of my managers, he asked me to become his junior partner. Um, and then after that, I created my own book of business. And one thing that I learned working at, um, you know, Merrill is one of the largest wealth management firms, is that um, you can't always help you help. And I mm-hmm. think for me in particular, most of my clients were millionaires. Most of my clients were retirees. And when, what that means is they've already amassed their wealth, and what they really mm-hmm. needed help with is essentially somebody to kind of help them maintain and distribute mm-hmm. their wealth. Um, mm-hmm. And I realized that my friends and family did not fall into that category. Um, mm. People that I really wanted to help did not fall into that category. Um, and when mm-hmm. you're uh, when you're not a retiree and when you're a part of the younger generation and you look around and you realize that you're on your way and you're uh, focusing on building wealth, but you uh, don't want to leave anybody else behind and you want to help others do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it, that led to me like one day literally sitting there and realizing, you know what, this isn't where I want to be. This is where I need, where I, I need to be. There are people that need wow. my help, and I, I can't do that here. Um, and the people that need my help aren't here. And I realized after working there for a year that, you know what, I think I need to go out on my own, and there's such a huge gap, especially between men and women when it comes to wealth accumulation and specifically mm-hmm. investing. Women, we tend mm-hmm. to have a fear of investing. Um, we don't want to take too much risk. 
we tend to be very cautious when it comes to things like investing. And I realized that, you know what, somebody should probably do something about that. Right. Not to say that there right. are other people out there doing things about it, but for me it was more about there aren't enough courses, there aren't enough workshops, there aren't enough um, resources for women that are interested in learning about building wealth their way. And my goal, literally, my my focus is on uh, my specialty is investment management and investing. Okay. So I teach a, a investing one on one class for um, for adults and teens just so they can become familiar with the process. And were I at my old firm, I wouldn't have been able to do that just because it's not the demographic that we're focusing on. Right, right, right. Now, now, oh, go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. You want to say something else? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, now, I, I would imagine, my goodness, here you have this, this millionaire clientele, you're getting great, I'm, I'm sure, percentages and, and a great income for managing and helping them to manage their wealth. I imagine you got a backlash or a lot of what's wrong with you when you decided <laughs> to step out and, and and leave that behind. I mean, what what made you stick to your guns? I mean, or or do, can you share a story with us that might have been the the worst that you thought? Oh my goodness! You know, Are you crazy. I, I think, you know what? And I did. I must say that I did have. Uh, a, I should say one, but a few coworkers literally look at me and say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you built this wonderful book of business and you're going to walk away from it to start all over into and, and a demographic that you don't even know that's, um, that really wants your help or, more importantly, needs your help. Um, and right. I, I literally, I said to myself, you know what? Life, being a financial advisor and being an investor is about taking risks sometimes, and I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to take the risk. That it, uh, I'm willing to take the risk that it's involved because I feel like there's really a need for people to be educated. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. such a huge disparity between certain demographics, uh, the, a black mm-hmm. American market um, versus um, just the overall mainstream population when it comes to wealth accumulation and wealth building, that I, mm-hmm. I felt that, you know what, I don't want to uh, sit by and watch as the gap continues to grow. And I, I think my, when I was able to explain that to my coworkers that, there's a need and nobody's fulfilling that need because our firms, the big wealth management firms, are focused on people with a lot of money. And I remember mm-hmm. specifically uh, somebody came, I'll tell you a story, somebody came in, a client came in one day and they had, um, I think it was $100,000 to invest. And I literally, <laughs> the way some of our firms are, if you have, a, you have to have a certain amount of money in order to come to the firm, and we have to turn right. that person away to our call center because <laughs> you laughed at them, Mina. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That person, that's actually one of the things that literally forced me to leave because that person said, wait a minute, I'm trying to build my wealth so that I can get to the point where, you know, I can be one of your top clients, you know. Right. And I remember saying, you know what, unfortunately, I wish it was my rule, but it's not. Right. It to me. I help everybody, but it's not my role. It's not up to me for me to say you can become my client. Unfortunately, I have to answer to somebody else, and I can't help you. And that person said, I'm never coming back here again. And I remember <laughs> thinking, oh, that's a shame. Because $100,000 to invest is not small change. It's not small change. It's not. But it, right. It's not at all. But it is when it's compared to the multimillionaire that has millions and millions of dollars to invest. And that's who the right. bigger firms are focused on. You know, right. so right. for me, it was literally it was about just realizing that there's an entire group of people that's being left out, 
And you know what? I like to get at people when they're younger, when they're starting mm-hmm. out with their wealth accumulation process, and help them mm-hmm. grow. Because I want to see all the life events that take place with them, whether it's sending their kids to college, whether it's their mm-hmm. retirement. I want, to, I want to experience that with them because that's what I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So you, you, you had to turn that customer away. How long, you know, was it between there? Or was that the beginning of you saying, you know what, I need to just go on and leave or I need to create something that I can serve people in that population? You know, that was the beginning because um, my, mm-hmm. I, I found out also I had another coworker that felt exactly the same way, another woman, mm-hmm. and she felt exactly mm-hmm. the same way. So what we ended mm-hmm. up doing was we started actually doing small seminars for women. Um, for mm-hmm. women, we called this Savvy Money, and you would come and we would teach you about financial literacy, whether it's mm-hmm. the basic stuff such as budgeting, all the way up to the complex stuff such as um, investing in various types of securities. So that was, again, we tried it out for a little while, and then we realized, you know what, there's a need for this. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a market for this. And that's when I decided I'm going to go off on my own and start this company because I, I do think there's a, there's, um, there's a niche that's not being served. My partner was not ready to leave um, at that time, but I decided, mm-hmm. you know what, there's no time like the present, so might as well just jump ship right. and give it a shot and see what happens, you know. Right, right, right. And, wow, and you've been, I mean, you've done incredibly well. I know you've been featured in a lot of uh, periodicals. You've, you you know, you, you, you're really helping a lot of people, a lot of women um, and youth, as you mentioned as well. So well, tell us, what what are some of the steps or, the you know, the first thing we need to think about because, you know, just keeping as we will say, keeping it real. I mean, there are a lot of, especially for business owners, there are a lot of things that are on our plate. There are a lot of desires that we have, and definitely wealth is the whole point, you know, of us being in business and accumulation. But a lot of times, uh, you know, I hear what business owners say, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where to get started. I don't have time, or I really can't afford it, or, you know, how much money do I need? So. And not just for business owners as well, but what would you say to a person that, that wants to be able to accumulate that wealth and just don't know where to get started? Well, one of the first things that I like to tell my clients, um, and most of my clients are small business owners, women small business owners, mm-hmm. is we mm-hmm. have to start first and look at exactly what our, our goals are, what our dreams okay. are. If your goal is to amass a certain amount of wealth, Mm-hmm. then, okay, you have to start there and figure out how, what is the gap between where you are now um, to, to for you to get to that goal, right? So if you don't know where your goals are, if you haven't literally sat down, um, there's an exercise that I like to do with my clients, and it's the dream mm-hmm. exercise where you literally sit there for a few minutes and you just dream about your ideal life, where you design your ideal life. And that includes everything that's going to happen in your business in your personal mm-hmm. life because you can't have one without the other if you're a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you start there. Figure out what your dreams are. Are your dreams to buy a is one of your dreams to buy a home? Is one of your dreams to send your kids to school? Is one of your dreams to get engaged, to get married, to have this multi million dollar seven figure business? Whatever your dream is, you have to know what exactly you have to know where to start and um you have to know where you are right now. So start there. Mm. Dream for five mm-hmm. minutes. Dream for ten minutes. Write that down. And then literally the next step after you dream is figure out where you are, which is figuring out what your current net worth is. And unfortunately, most people do not know what their net worth is. 
And it's literally mm-hmm. all, everything you own minus everything you owe, your assets minus your liabilities. And you can do it on a simple piece of paper and just list every single asset that you have from your cash and checking accounts to your ha- the equity in your house, everything. You just list everything that you own, and then you subtract all the debts that you have, and that will give you a, a good starting point for where exactly the de- where the gap is. Okay, you know what? If my net worth is X amount and I'm trying to become a multimillionaire, this is how um, this is how far I have to go. But there's a, an additional step to that. It's work backwards. Okay, you know what? If I start saving fifty dollars per um, per week per month, I can get closer mm-hmm. to that goal as opposed to just be looking at that number and saying, "Oh God, oh goodness, how am I gonna <laughs> how am I gonna close this gap? It seems so it seems so huge, you know." Mm-hmm. So start with your mm-hmm. goals, and then the second step, literally, is figuring out what your net worth is. And there are net worth worksheets, there are net worth spreadsheets online that you can literally Google to figure out what is that, um, what your net worth is. Okay, okay. And and I want to go back to the dream part, and, and because that is so important, Nina. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, we do an exercise where we would have um, the audience members take time to write fifth things down that they would do, have, whatever. If money was not an issue, money was not an object at all. And I promise you, it never, ever fails. It's maybe 1% that could get to 30 answers, <laughs> 30 wow. of 50, you know. Wow. And, and, it's, and it's just because nobody really has taught us how to really dream or or that that is really important to to really dream and to really say what is it that I want you know as children we used to do that I watch my daughter and 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 I'm very cognizant of of helping her to uh, foster her dreams because it's somehow in between that bridge of when you become an adult and you get into as we say the real world you're not supposed to dream anymore you know, we're conditioned to not do that. So I'm so glad that you brought that up and that that is one of the key, one of the first steps. Because if we don't, like you said, if we don't know what we want, how are we going to get what we, you know, what we want if we don't know? If we don't know what that looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's so important to sit down and do an exercise like the dream exercise mm-hmm. because if mm-hmm. you have absolutely no idea if you have mm-hmm. no idea, oh, you know what, I'm just going to work, 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 what are you working mm-hmm. toward? You need some type mm-hmm. of roadmap, and that's mm-hmm. your dreams literally are your roadmap. You're telling you where you're, it's you giving yourself permission to be happy, permission to enjoy this life, because mm-hmm. there's more to life than just working for the sake of working mm-hmm. and earning money. Because mm-hmm. if, no, if you don't have a dream as far as, you know what, I'm gonna, my dream is to own this house or whatever, if that dream does not exist for you, what is what is the point of working? What is the point of mm-hmm. owning that business, other than mm-hmm. to bring in to bring in income for the sake of having income? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the whole point? What are we really doing exactly. this for? Exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. it. I love it. I love it. So, so we're going to dream. We're going to determine what our net worth is. And I mean, like I say every day, this is a great time to be alive. You can go Google a net worth net worth spreadsheet, how to determine your net worth. And then from there, what what should we do? So after you've determined exactly where you are with your net worth, then you go back to the basics, and you now you know the gap, where there's a gap between your dreams and your current situation, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. your current net worth. 
And now that you know that, let's start with the basics. First things you got is first things first. Do you have a budget? Do you maintain a budget? And unfortunately, 90% of us do not keep a budget for one reason or another uh, because we find it tedious, we find it cumbersome, mm-hmm. it's just too much work. But there are so many mm-hmm. ways for you to keep a budget or to create a budget and, and keep it simple. It doesn't have to be this um, cumbersome pr- uh, process. Just even mm-hmm. a simple spreadsheet, uh, budget spreadsheet will get you there. All you have to do is create it once and then just review it every month when you have time, you know, and keep track of your budget. So you go back to the, the very basics. Have your budget, create a budget for yourself and your family, and figure out whether or not your income and expenses match up. If your expenses outweigh, outweigh your income, then you have a problem, okay? Now right. we have to figure out, right, do we need to bring in more income or do we need to cut our expenses? I'm not, always, I'm not a big believer in always cutting expenses because sometimes mm-hmm. there isn't anything left to cut, you know? Right. Right, and I heard you say that at the top of the show, not compromising, you know, your lifestyle exactly. or where you're living like a hermit, eating exactly. cheese sandwiches every day, like the comedian says. You want to be able to exactly. live. One of, our, <laughs> one of my theories is called uh, budgeting for happiness. And what, yeah. the, the, uh, what, the thing, what, what budgeting for happiness means really is, you know what, even when times get hard, whether you lose your job, whether you, uh, whether things happen, you get like you have some type of medical accident. Even when times get um, get hard, there's still little things in your budget that you enjoy that you shouldn't give up. Because mm-hmm. once you give that up, then there's no point in essentially in living. The little things, whether it is the uh, subscribing to Netflix for like seven ninety nine or whatever, you know. Right. Um, for most of us, when things get hard, we start slashing everything. They cut the cable. Yeah, they cut, <laughs> they the, cut the cable. It's like, like, <laughs> like <how are> <laughs> We start slashing everything. And that's yeah. Remember, next time that happens, just budget for happiness. You don't have to cut everything because there are little uh-huh. things that make us happy that makes life worth living, you know? And right, even cutting right. that seven ninety nine uh Netflix is not going to make that huge of a difference in your overall budget, right? Right. So make sure if you you're miserable because you're not going to be in a state of mind right, exactly. to produce exactly. and be productive. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the goal is to be able to produce and become productive again and so that your right. income and your expenses match it properly. So if you can, mm-hmm. go back to your budget, create a budget, a, a short budget. It doesn't have to be expensive. Just list uh, um, your budget. And the way to break up your budget, create mm-hmm. a simple budget for yourself. Um, break it up mm-hmm. to 65, 15. Uh, tw- mm-hmm. 65, 15, 20, if you can. Okay. So the way, um, 65, I like 15, my- 20. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the way okay. I tell my clients how to do that is, for example, um, if you can, 65%, and the 20% can be 10%, because it's between 10 and 20. 65% is the necessities. Everything okay. that you need to survive from room and okay. sh- your room and board, right, your shelter, okay. Okay. groceries, okay. and transportation. None of okay. that should be above sixty-five percent of your current income. None of that. Okay. Okay. None of that. Okay. So, all right. Okay. And then, if you can, okay. the ten to twenty-five percent, the ten to um, excuse me, the ten to twenty percent, that's the debts and savings column. So, okay. if you have debts, try not to exceed more than ten percent. If you have savings, try to put ten percent of your money, your income, toward your savings, and that'll get you okay. the twenty percent, the ten or twenty percent. And then the fifteen is the fun stuff. The things that we like to enjoy in life, traveling, oh, um, vacation. I get 15% of fun. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that way, yeah. so the reason I do a budget like that, so the reason I tell my clients to do a budget like that is because you're not compromising. You're not sacrificing 
your happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, you've read, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you guys have read uh, probably the book of The Millionaire Next Door, or you've heard the right, stories about right. somebody who lived to age 90, and they were, yes. you know, nobody knew a that they were a millionaire, blah, blah, blah. However, right. <laughs> my thing is, my <laughs> philosophy is, it's great to save, save and save, but there's no point right. in living if you are literally scrounging and you're 90 and you have $5 million sitting there and you're living in a shack. There's no point and you in that. A, you can't take it with you, you know. You can't, Come on. Ray, Ray Kroc, has, yeah. Ray Kroc, who's the founder of McDonald's, had a great saying, and his saying was he's never seen a bridge truck pulling, um, being pulled by a hearse. And yes, all that yes. means is you can't take it with you when you don't know that money's not coming with you. So you know what? Yes. That's what that 15% is going to cover. It's going to cover the fun things you enjoy, the entertainment, the traveling, the eating out with friends. Eating out belongs mm-hmm. in this category as opposed to the um, – the uh, 65%, 65%. Because, exactly. Okay. 65 is groceries. Groceries belong okay. in the 55 because you need, okay. obviously, food to survive, but you don't need to eat out. You don't need to order in all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. so if you mm-hmm. can't go back mm-hmm. to the basics and start the budget and break up your budget in a very simple manner in the mm-hmm. 55, mm-hmm. 10 to 20, and mm-hmm. 15, and mm-hmm. that way, once you're able to align your budget that way, the next step after that it's when you start looking at, okay, you know what, I've got my budget set up. How am I going to save and save as much as possible? And this is my savings and investing category. So you've saved the 10% maybe if you're lucky, but how can I save more? If you can get into right. investing, great. If you can get into investing, great. The first rule of investing, never invest money that you need. Okay. <laughs> never invest, never invest, invest the rent money, the mortgage money. That 55%, you never invest that money. You know, this okay. is the additional disposable income that you need. So if you can, try to try to get into a little bit of investing, if possible, if you have that extra additional disposable income there for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, okay, I want to come back from the business owner. I love this information. If you just tuned in, this is Nina Black here with us on Wealthy Sisters Radio, and we are talking about steps that women need to take to accumulate wealth. And, Mina, I mean, this is this is great. I love it. I, I love the 65, 15, 10 to 20. Now, I want to say from a business owner's point of view, and I know you said primarily that's your, your um, market, you have a lot of women business owners and business owners that you, you help. Um, okay, got a job. A job is going to give you that steady income. You've got that steady money flowing, and you can easily sit down with that job and say, okay, 65, 15, 10, 20, because you know how much you're going to get paid on the 15th and the 30th. Yes, absolutely. Now, let's go back to a business owner. You've got in season, out of season, flow, no flow. What do you say to that business owner? Is this something that, okay, it's all, I guess because the income is going to fluctuate sometimes mm-hmm. every monthly, it's still these percentages stay the same? Or, or what What do you say to that business owner? Um, and, and are you getting my question? Am I making Absolutely. Sense? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is a common question I get from business owners because our income fluctuates. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't have that steady paycheck coming in as much as we like. Right. So what first first thing, uh, first response I always have, and, and the first question I always ask the small business owners: Before you started your business, did you do an income projection for yourself in your business? Okay. Do you know okay. what the average person in your industry brings home per month, per quarter, mm-hmm. per semi-annual, mm-hmm. and per year? 
do you have a sense mm-hmm. of that? Because that should give you a, a guide as far as how much you can expect to bring in um, for the following year for yourself before you start mm-hmm. your business. So the first thing mm-hmm. is, okay, do I know how much the average person in my industry brings in? Okay, you know what? I know the first first. If I just started like a coaching business or something, oh my goodness, I think right. the average person may bring bring in twenty, thirty thousand dollars per year at a minimum. Uh, at a minimum, maybe. You know, so that right. should give you a sense of how much you can expect to bring in. Now the question is, how often does that income come in? Are you going to be paid? You're not going to be paid probably every month. However, the goal with most small business owners is to have some steady flow of income coming in. Right, so I always right. like to. I work very closely with my um, business clients. Um, most of my clients are coaches, home-based business owners, and what I like to do is we go back and look at their current marketing plan and what mm-hmm. I call the marketing pie, and see what products are within their plan that's going to generate a steady stream of income for a them. residual. Uh-huh. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. whole point. Mm-hmm. That's the whole goal. Mm-hmm. Because our goal mm-hmm. is to get the residual income to be as high as mm-hmm. possible without them having mm-hmm. to sell their one-on-one time um, as much, mm-hmm. and with, which is a big, big pet peeve of mine. So we go right, back and right, look at right. the existing marketing, uh, marketing pie and, and look at their existing uh, marketing income and say, okay, you know what, let's see. Within your products list, I see that you have an e-book here. How often do you think people are, how often have people been buying your books? Oh, I see right. that you have um, a regular book on Amazon. Are people buying your book on a steady stream? I see you have a coaching business. Are you char- charging a monthly um, a monthly fee for your coaching, or are you charging mm-hmm. a one-time fee? So I like to what mm-hmm. I like to do with my clients, small business owners, I, I take them back and say, let's go back and look at which products within your business can we make it so that it's all residual income so that you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about fluctuating income as much as possible. If you can get a mm-hmm. good gauge of how much income you can expect with your business within the first three months. If your business mm-hmm. is not bringing in any income within the first three months, okay, you know what, you need to shift some things. And that's where we can, we can work together. You need to shift some things and figure out what products you can create to bring in some income. If your business is bringing in just a little bit of money, okay, again, you may have to shift some things. You know, and right. you can still do the 55, uh, 10 to 20, and 15 breakup, even if it's with $100. <laughs> because right. as a it's small business to owner, the percentage. Exactly, right. exactly. Uh-huh. You still stick with that because before you start a business, the goal is to have enough savings to last you for a few months so that you don't have to worry about, oh, my goodness, am I going to run out of money? Oh, my goodness, do I have to go back right. to that corporate America job, you know? So you should be right. able to focus right. on building and you should know how quickly you can get your business up and running and how quickly you can get steady stream of income coming in. Wow. Well, I tell you, this time has gone by so fast. We're going to have to have you back, Nina, on our show <laughs> real soon. We want to thank you so much for joining us and um, definitely want to send everybody right now to WealthySistersRadio.com, WealthySistersRadio.com. Click there on featured guests so you can learn all about Nina. I want you to be able to contact her. She's on Facebook. She's on Twitter. Everywhere that she is, we want you to find her. And, Nina, thank you again for joining us here on our show today. You do workshops all around the country as well? I do. I do. It's okay. the Women Involved okay. Seminars. Women Involved okay, Seminars. So. Uh, excellent, excellent. So we want people to be able to plug into you. We're going to have you back if you'll come back here uh, on our show real soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for letting me join you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and, well, you know, it's time for our legal correspondent, Aurelia Mitchell-Durant. And, boy, I tell you, she has a hot topic today. What does Donald Sterling need to learn from a woman about speech? 
This is Aurelia Mitchell Durant, and this is the Wealthy Sisters Media Group radio program legal segment. Today's topic is Donald Sterling, the controversial owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. By now, we are aware that he received a pretty stiff penalty from the NBA. He was banned for life from participating in NBA activities and also from participating in any activities related to his team, the Los Angeles Clippers. He also received a $2.5 million fine. Now, I in no way agree with, big up, or high-five Mr. Sterling for his comments. I don't do that. However, there's a legal learning proposition here. And that is, what is free speech? The Constitution allows us to have an unalienable right to free speech. However, there's also a notion in case law that says that commercial speech is entitled to lesser protection than private speech. Now, commercial speech is speech that you use in the context of business. If you're speaking at a conference, if you're giving a talk to your employees, Uh, If you're writing some copy that you're going to use for marketing, those are all elements of commercial speech. And those are afforded less protection and a little bit more scrutiny than the private speech. Now, in this particular instance, Mr. Sterling is a public figure. The comments were made in private. They were recorded, and they were released to the media, so they became public. Now, by virtue of his business associations with the team and the NBA, they became controversial comments that worked to the detriment of his business interests. So, therefore, that's an example of how your private personal comments can impact your business. So it's important to have an understanding of that distinction when you say whatever you say, wherever you say it, because there's always consequences to what you say. But there still is that notion of freedom of speech that's still gnawing, You know, and I think that's an element that has gotten lost in the debate. So I want you to be armed with these takeaways. Commercial speech is entitled to less protection than private speech. And there is an intersection, no matter what I do, between my private life and my business life. So I have to be armed with that information. So this has been Aurelia Mitchell Durant with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group radio program, legal segment. Thank you for listening. All right, and you can learn more from a wealthy sister's legal correspondent, Media Mitchell Durant, uh, at our legal correspondent, rather, at our featured correspondents at WealthySistersRadio.com. Well, just want to leave you with our thought for today, and that thought is, you know, oftentimes we talk about being in business, and as we, we can't stress it enough how important it is to surround ourselves with those who have the same mind that you have, those that are going and have gone that are beyond where you want to be. So I just want to encourage you to check your circle. You know, we've often heard that, you know, the the five people, if you want to know where you're going to go or where you are, just do the sum total of the five closest individuals in your lives. Where are they? And that's where you will be and shall be. So if you're not around people that continue to stretch you, you don't want yes people around you all the time that just agree with you. You want someone that's going to challenge you. You also want those individuals in your lives that are where you want to be and beyond. So as a business owner, it's so important to do that. And, you know, oftentimes we we just 
maybe uh, uh, I heard uh, it said today we're we're hanging around people to where we don't we're trying to leave from. Yeah, I think uh, I heard that today on the radio. But instead of getting around the people that are where we want to be, so remember that the company we keep with our business is really important. So that's why we do what we do every week here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. So we thank you for plugging in. Stay tuned to next week. We'll have another great show. And I just want to remind you that you can do it. No matter how hard it looks, you can do it. Thank you again, and we will see you next week. And as always, we wish you and yours the best of everything great.